Welcome everybody to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. Today, you guys, I am so excited because we are going to talk about money. I have with me today the amazing, talented Nina Tulio. She is a friend. She is my mentor personally. She has her own consulting business called One N Agency, and she has coached over thousands of stylists, hairdressers, and salon owners on how to build and grow profitable businesses in the industry. She is an educator ambassador for Oligo and has been a licensed cosmetologist since 1997. We've got a true expert today. Thank you, Nina, so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I love you so much. I've been just, it's been such a joy watching you grow over the past couple years. And I am really, really excited to be here. So thank you so much. I am so excited that we met because, and I'm not even for sure how it came about. I don't know if it was like an ad or you were just talking a storm about business and success. And it was like the perfect time that, um, that I met you and you've had your agency for how long now? So it's, uh, it's actually over three and a half years now. It'll be, I can't believe, is that right? It doesn't even seem right. Yeah. It's been over three and a half years. So it just, time just flies by. And I remember, cause it's been a couple of years now when, you know, when you and I first met and I think it was through Facebook that we actually kind of like started chatting and it really has been an incredible journey for me these past three and a half years. It hasn't been easy. That's for, for sure. But I get to meet awesome people like you and I just get to do what I love, which is really helping salon owners and stylists really understand how to run a business, but also how to run their business from a space of confidence too. I think it's really important to kind of do both, you know? A hundred percent. And I opened up my salon suite, it was four and a half years ago, and most recently opened up a salon. And it was like perfect time when I met you because you like talked me off the ledge of in business because going from a stylist commission behind the chair, working for somebody else for 11 years, into pivoting doing my own thing, it was it, it was very scary and I wasn't confident in the very beginning. So you kind of paved the way for me, you showed me the true numbers and I, that's really what I want to discuss today because I have a lot of people who are asking me, you know, how much did it take to start your salon suite? How much did it take for you to open up a salon? And the you're like the percentage queen i'm sure you hear that before but like she, nina just knows how to like talk money in a simpler way and explains it so easily because as creatives our minds don't really want to talk about numbers we want to talk about shapes and angles and colors that's our ling our first language right but yep. i love the way that you explain it so can can you just like Talk to like, how did this all come about for you as far as like coaching um, stylists and, and owners into really honing into to money and, and sharing what, how, how to make money in the industry? So it all started, this has always been my dream. You know, I, so I've been very fortunate enough to have two amazing mentors that I have had now since I'm 19 years old, so well over 20 years. And um, unfortunately, one has just passed away a few months ago, but Robin and I, I mean, I feel like we've kind of grown up together, you know? And so they taught me, because they had over 200 salons, 
and I worked with them for eight years. So they taught me everything I need to know about business, about numbers, about leadership, about leading a team. And I was just fortunate enough to kind of meet them. It was like an opportunity that opened many doors for me. And so I always loved doing hair. Of course, I, it was my first passion and first love is taking care of guests and working behind the chair. So when I opened my own salon back in 2006, I stopped working with them and opened that salon back in Allentown, Pennsylvania. I took a lot of their systems and implemented it into my business. Now I still struggled, right? It was a new business for me, new commission business. I made really bad choices and I knew early on that being a hairstylist for me was not going to be forever because I just truly enjoyed leading and growing people. That was the true passion that lived inside of me. So the more I grew my team, the more and further away I wanted to move from behind the chair because I really wanted to invest my time, money, and energy into them. And I knew that I wanted to start a consulting agency. I actually started this in 2014. It was when I still had my salon and I just didn't have time to do it. I have workbooks from 2014. Um, I just didn't, I just didn't have the time to do it. So I created a two-year strategy to sell my business and it took, it was a two-year process. And after that, I knew I'm like, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be. I want to travel the country. I want to spend time face to face with salon owners. I really want to be able to not only just talk about money, but I really talk a lot about personal growth and personal development, because I believe the more confident you are within yourself the better you will be to run your business and to show up for your guests. So I think they coincide. Uh, so that's kind of how that all started. And I'll never forget the one thing that Ray, Ray Holland was one of my other mentors said to me, he's like, Nina, you, your talent is not behind the chair. Your talent is growing other people. And the longer you stay behind the chair and have that chair be ball and chain to you, the harder it is going to be for you to reach your dreams and passions of really, truly, truly leading masses of amounts of people. And I always kept that with me. So I really had to work on a strategy on how I was going to do that. And that's kind of where the two-year plan came in. I love that. And I'm sure that that forced you into where you are right now. And I love the fact, I love your mentorship and education because you come from a place of experience and you have gone through the motions. And so when you are teaching and leading people yourself, it's like you have to listen to Nina because she's been there. She's done that. And, you know, and, and I love the fact that you are like explaining things from your your place of experience and how you became confident as an owner. And I love that you shifted into where you are right now because you have influenced so many people in the industry and, and helped so many people. And we just thank you oh, for thank that. Thank you. Thank you. That's so sweet. Thank you so much. So coaching people, mentoring people, consulting people, I'm sure you hear this a lot of how much things cost, mm -hmm. right? So let's kind of, let's kind of dive into that as far as like, you know, I came from a place of working behind the chair for 11 years for somebody else. And then when it was time for me to venture out on my own as a salon suite owner, um, one of the things that really bothers me about the salon suites is the fact that a lot of companies will market it as you get to take home 100% of everything you make. And I'm like, liars, 
<laughs> liars. It's not true. And you quickly discover that and find that out. And when I was working in a suite, there was 17 other um, salon suites around me. And a lot of times people would say like, oh my God, I'm running out of money. How do you make more money? How do you find more clients? And it was the same conversation of it was just not enough and, and budgeting and all of that stuff that was never taught. It was never explained. And so people are, were just operating um, their business blindly. So can you kind of talk about how, like, what can we, what can we do as a salon suite owner that can help us grow our business and help us be profitable? So let me first kind of say this, and this is really important because I want to really talk to the potential or, uh, yeah, the potential suite owners, the people that are thinking about becoming a suite owner. The first thing that you want to make sure that you do is really understand your budget and understand your key percentages every single month. So you know exactly how much revenue you need to bring in. So top line sales, how much revenue you need to bring in to cover all of those expenses. So you can make at least a 50% profit. So that's the target, right? 50% at least is the target for my suite owners and renters. The average is anywhere between 25 and 35% profit. And there are some that are really banging it out and doing well. And some of them that are really doing 15%, 10% profit. Uh, but that is key. You have to understand your numbers and you have to know what your, um, what you need to be bringing in in revenue. And I think what happens over time is that, and I, and I've heard this so often, you know, from stylists that want to become suite owners and renters, they make the decision based on emotion because they're not happy with their owner. They're not happy with their situation. They don't like that they have to report to someone. They wanna have freedom. They wanna keep all the money. I hear that all the time. I wanna keep all the money. I'm like, hang on a second. You don't get to keep all the money because all of the things that the commission salon owner was paying for before, now you have to absorb all of those costs. So just because you're doing a $50 haircut and you were only getting 25 of it and also paying tax, now you're, you may be charging a $55 haircut or a $60 haircut if you have an increase. That doesn't mean that all of that goes into your bank account because 50% of that is going toward expenses that you're now paying. So it, honestly, I've run the numbers a million times, commission stylists versus suite owners and renters. It's not that much difference in terms of how much money you're making, but you gain freedom, right? You gain to make your own schedule and the end, it's endless possibilities on how far you want to go as a suite owner renter. You get to work by yourself. You get to make your own rules, but there really isn't that much difference, but you're putting in so much more time because you have to manage your books and you have to take care of your marketing and your advertising and your referral programs. And you've got a network and you have to social media, all the things. So I think that would be one key for my, uh, people who are thinking about it going into suite ownership or rentership. But if you're currently a suite owner renter, what I'd love for you to do right now is to look at your rent percentage. So this is one of the key drivers of being, uh, you know, a successful renter is that you don't want your rent percentage to be more than 12% of your revenue. And true facts, I just was coaching someone uh, last week and her rent percentage was the highest rent percentage that I have ever heard ever. It was 45%. So the goal is 12%. She was at 45%. That's really, really hard to come back from because you have to bring in so much more revenue. 
The only way that your rent percentage drops is if your top line sales and revenue increases because your suite owner is never going to say, Hey, I know you're having a really rough time and you're not making money and I love you and you're special. So we're going to just discount your rent this month. That never happens. Yeah. <laughs> so we always have to be prepared. And so just by doing this exercise and looking at and being mindful about what your rent percentage is, you're like, wow, I really need to step up my game in terms of attracting new guests, or I really need to step up my game in terms of client retention because client retention is equally as important as attracting new guests. So check out your rent percentage. Don't freak out no matter where you are in your rent percentage, because there's always ways to make that rent percentage go down, but being mindful of it, we can't run from the numbers. We can't avoid them. They're never going to go away. If it makes you uncomfortable, you have to find someone that can help you. It could be me. It could be somebody else that you vibe with, but you have to find someone that can mentor you and help you understand that your numbers have to be your friend in order for you to continue to grow your business. And you know, I'm a huge Marcus Limonis fan, you know, cause you're in my, my salon owner group. I talk about Marcus and I love him so much. He has the show called the profit and I love him because he leads with his heart but he's also super smart and he is fair in the way that he leads. And he always says, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. And so don't run away from it, become more comfortable, uh, step outside of the box. And, uh, you know, just having some, I had someone message me maybe six months ago and say, Hey, I listened to uh, the podcast that you were on the hair industry podcast, actually with my faves. I love them. And she said, I just want to let you know that my rent percentage is down by 15% just because I started paying attention to it and leveling up on my sales and my retention. That's amazing. So don't be alarmed if it's high, there are ways to get it down, but you just have to be mindful of it. So that, that would be where I would go if you are currently in a suite or renting. So, okay, Nina, you're, you're talking about this rent percent percentage, but like, how do we figure that out? So... Okay, very easy calculation. You just take your rent. So let's just say, let me give you some numbers just so you could figure it out. Let's just say your rent is $1,200 a month. You would take 1200 and you would divide it by your top line sales, so your revenue. So 1200, let's just say you bring in $8,000 for the month and that would equate to 15%. So it's rent divided by top line sales. That's how you would get the calculation of what your rent percentage is. So, okay, so if you paid $1,200 in rent and you brought in $8,000, you you need to make, you have to bring in a lot more money to get that down to 12% then. Right, it's not too, like even, okay, so 12 and 15%, like I can live there, because like, yeah. the goal is 12%. If it's 15 and you've heard, because we've had conversations, like I can, I'm cool with 15 we can still work to bring that down because think of every percentage that you go over that 12, that's a percentage that you're losing in profit. So it's when it starts to get high, like 16, 18, 20, 25, 30%, that's when we really have to take action and start to really then work on those top line sales and that client retention to then start to bring that number down. So. Um, 15% is still higher than what we want it to be, but it's not like you're not in the danger zone. So when you're thinking about starting a suite then, when it comes to mm -hmm. like a cost to, if you put the numbers into place, you could really figure out, 
can you truly afford that? Like, can you mm-hmm. really afford that to do that suite with maybe the clients you have, or even if it wasn't as many clients that you're seeing right now, it would really, that would give you an indication, right? Like financially, can you afford this? Absolutely. Because you could run this based on the rent that you're going to be potentially spending on this new location that you're moving to a suite or if, or you're moving into a chair, you would take the sales that you have now and you would run your percentage just to see where your rent percentage would be. Because if you're going into a situation with your sales now, and you may have a small price increase when you go into your suite. Uh, so you would want to project. I actually highly recommend if you're going to go into a suite and or be a renter, you should have a business plan just like you would have a business plan for being a salon owner. So you would have projected revenue that you would be running for two years. So you would know if you have an increase that you would want to run that number against the new rent that you would have. And it's going to show you like, wow, the current sales that I have going into a rent that's $1,200, $1,400, I'm already going in at a 22% rent. Can I, if you're 85% booked, the only option you have is to really hire an assistant to then offset some of that because you, where are you going to put more people? So now you're really capping out almost at that. You're at 22%. You may be able to squeeze a few more people in a month, which may bring your rent percentage down a few points, but now you have to pay money to hire an assistant to continue to bring that rent percentage down. So going into, I always say the cap is if you're looking and you're just starting to go into a suite and you are a booked and busy hairstylist, if you're at a 16, 17% rent percentage, that's the highest that I would probably go. I mean, even if we had a squeeze 18 percentage, you know, 18%, if you're 65% booked, 70% booked, you may be able to go in at 20% because you still have 25% of your book that you could fill. So you can easily drop down that percentage. But if you are booked and busy, and you're going in above a 17, 18%, it's really, really hard to bring that percentage down. Now, keep in mind, I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm not saying don't rent your suite or don't go into a chair, but what we have to be mindful of then, all of the other categories that have percentages, because I have a whole system kind of wrapped around that, like marketing, advertising, education, supplies, all of these things that you're spending money on, we have to cut down on all of those costs in order to accommodate for that rent. So basically what we're looking at is overall, we don't want to spend more than 50% on expenses. However you get there, you may get there by going on a straight line. I may get there by going zigzag, but I break it down small. So you know, the categories that you're into that you need to look at. But I say like, when I teach, I'm like, listen, if you have a higher rent, we have to cut down on marketing and education. We have to cut down on supplies. That's going to absorb that other cost. Now you're still at a 50% profit. So big picture is what we're looking at. Um, but the rent is definitely something that you want to pay attention to if you're thinking about moving into a suite. I love that you explained that because it, a common thought process mindset of going from behind the chair to salon suite is what pink color am I going to do? And sure. what what is my decor going to look like? And And we start thinking about probably all the wrong things, you know, and uh, to have that conversation about money and, and to think about, is it possible? When I first opened up my salon suite, my rent was $1,400 
And at the time, I like cried to my husband because I was like, what if I don't make it? What if I fail? But, you know, but the fact that like you quickly need to learn about your money, what's coming in and what is going out and how to budget. And I will not lie. I hustled. I was like, I need more clients. I'm going to, you know, serve them the best of my ability. And then, like you said, I had to get a a assistant because I couldn't handle the workload. You know, is there's only so many hours in the day that you can Mm -hmm. serve your guests, you know? So I love that you, you are creating this structure of finance that is going to lead into growth. And usually the next step of salon suite owners, like a lot of salon suite owners, I'm sure talk to you about what would this look like if I opened up a salon, which is like Mm -hmm. a whole nother story. What does that pivot look like? So, and I love this question because I would say in the past two and a half years, I have steered more stylists away from opening their salon at that particular time than I could count on two hands. And only because the rent percentage was way, way, way too high. And so we're still going to look at this the same way as a rent percentage. That's always, and that's the way I was taught. That's the reason why my mentors had 200 salons because they had this clear system. And so a rent percentage for the commission salon owner is 8%. That's the target. We could swing on 10. I can hang there. But when it gets higher than that, the profit margins are so small for my commission salon owners. Keep in mind, we're going from a 50% profit for my suite owners, renters, to only a 20% profit for my commission salon owners. And that is being very generous because the average commission salon owner makes anywhere between eight and eight and a half percent profit. I teach on how to work toward a 20% profit. I ran my business after I got through my first five years because it was a total disaster. But after those first five years were up and I got smart and I made better decisions in my business, I was able to run my business on a 17 to 23% profit. So I teach people how to do that. Their rent percentage, people get so excited. Like you said, like the decor and what are we going to do? And how are we going to, what's the brand going to look like? And I'm like, hold on a second. Let's talk about the numbers. And right now, what you're telling me is that based on what you're bringing in now, because I always guide people, uh, stylists to understand that you want to be able to run your business on your own. You should not have to bring in other stylists to cover all of your expenses. That's where we get into problems. So if you're going to run this business on your own and you're going to be, you know, the sole breadwinner here and bringing in revenue, you want to be able to make sure that you can cover your expenses by yourself. And I've had some people come to me with rents, 20, 25% rent, 27% rent. And I'm like, oh my God, if I don't tell you this right now, I will never sleep again this is not the right thing for you to do because based on these numbers, you are going to go in upside down in this business. And I get so, pa- I mean, this, this is the shit that keeps me up at night. Like if I have a stylist that's so passionate about starting this business and I just don't feel right about it, um, I will tell them. And just this morning, I had a woman message me that's been trying to open up a salon for two years. I love her. She's awesome. And just like you has done a, a lot of due diligence and work you know, putting in the work to become a a better owner and leader. And she wanted to go into business and she gave me the numbers. This was last year and she gave me the numbers and she was, uh, her cash flow in terms of her capital 
wasn't quite where I would want it to be because that's the other thing you really want, don't want to go into debt if you don't have to, to open up a salon. And I said, I, I can't, this does not feel good to me at all. You're really cash strapped and your rent percentage is 20% and you're moving into a location that's further away from where you are. I'm really concerned. And I would advise you not to do that. And this morning, literally just this morning, she sent me a message and was asking me some other things and said, I just want to thank you so much for talking me out of getting into the salon because it would have literally ruined myself and my family because oh of my everything gosh. that we're going through right now. And so is it easy to feel like I don't want to crush people's dreams, but my, my duty and mission is to be honest. And so knowing that rent percentage and knowing that you're not getting in over your head is key. Would you say then, Nina, that like whether you want to open up a suite or open up a salon, that knowing what that rent percentage is in comparison to what you are bringing in revenue, do you think those are the most important numbers to be looking at? Absolutely. So your rent, and not that it's the end all be all, you know, like again, if your rent is supposed to be 8% and you're at 12% as a commission, you know, running your own numbers, it doesn't mean don't do it. It just means that you're going to have to understand that you've got to be on a tighter budget in other aspects of your business to make sure that you can cover that 8% rent. And a lot of times when you're a new business, you're not going to start out at an 8% rent or at a 12% rent. You're not because you're still, you're just a baby business. We just don't want to start in going in so high where we have to like literally dig ourselves out of this hole that we've created with commission. It's so much harder because you have so many more expenses. We can absorb costs easily when you're a suite owner renter because you don't have payroll. You don't have uh, commission stylists that are now you're responsible for and that you're feeding every single day. You don't have the electricity and the lights and the water bills and the oil bills and all of the printing materials and everything that you're printing times three, four, five, six stylists. These are all of the fees and costs that add up. So there's so much more that has that you have to think about when you're going into a brick and mortar business, being a commission salon owner than you do as a suite owner. Uh, but it is because with that rent percentage, that can also determine how much revenue you need to bring in. And just talking to, you know, another owner last week, I said, listen, do you realize that with the rent percentage that you're at right now, you have to bring in $65,000 a month in revenue. And she was like, huh? Like I'm doing 20 by myself, but and I think I'm gonna have other stylists that are gonna come and work with me. And I'm like, no, no, we don't wanna function on we think. We have to be sure, because when you get into a lease in a building, they don't care if you've had five stylists walk out, you are paying that rent. If you shut down, you could be held liable for the rest of that lease. And a lot of times you are personally guaranteeing that lease. Most, most places, most uh, commercial leases won't allow you to get into a lease unless you don't personally guarantee it. So there's such a, it's such a bigger monster that we are kind of looking at where we're like, okay, I have to have all my ducks in a row. And that rent percentage could be a driver. It's not the only driver, but it's a, it's a key driver for sure. That is amazing. And I, I love that you're bringing this up because I do feel like that's, that's an area that we can, we can control. We can decide whether or not we're going to rent that space or, or not. There is a lot of like variable expenses and things that just fluctuate constantly. Uh, you know, whether something breaks or you've got to invest in something or buy more equipment so you can be profitable. Uh, but like going into the business, just understanding how crucial it is that 
you know, the rent is a fixed expense and it's only going to go up. <laughs> you got that right. That's for sure. Yep. I love that. Is there any other like numbers that you think that we should be focusing on second to um, our rent percentage? Well, of course, that's the supplies budget. That is the budget that everybody blows every single month. I have met a handful of owners and renters that are under their supplies budget every single month. And that's the second driver for both commission and suite owners, renters, two different um, percentages because both they're both different business models that we're running into here. Uh, so the supplies budget for my commission salon, and this is just back bar supplies, not retail. It's all back of house consumables and your liters and gallons of shampoo and conditioner. That's a 6% budget. That's what you get every single month in, uh, you know, comparing to your revenue. That's where that's, that's it. That's what you get to spend. So 6% of all the services that you do that month, that revenue, correct. Yeah. yeah. That's, you only get to spend 6% of that. 6% of that. Now, again, if you are not spending a lot in education or not spending a lot on marketing, you could spend more on your supplies, but keep in mind, the more you spend, the less profit you make. So that's why we have key KPIs where we, you know, the budget percentages that we stay in line with, because if you don't, I mean, to be honest, most salon owners and stylists and myself included, we double that benchmark. We double that for sure. And it's really easy to do because you're just like, oh, hey, I'm going to just buy this or I go to the beauty supply and I'm going to just pack my cart and we don't look. We're like kid and candy store. Now, before you know it, we just blew our whole budget. So it's important to have ordering systems, you know, that are in place. So you don't, you know, you're on hand quantities. It's very seasonal in a lot of places and you know what you have to purchase where you can cut back on and you do this inventory every quarter and that will help you spend less. Uh, for my suite owners, renters, that supply budget is more, you get 15%. I haven't seen, I don't want to say I haven't seen anyone double it because uh, that's a tough one to double, but I've seen it pretty high. So again, it's just paying attention to what you're spending. And in the course that I, I did that make that money course for my sweet owners renters, it's just making them more mindful of it. They're just like, oh, I didn't even, I didn't know that I had to watch that I shouldn't be spending over 15%. But now that I know that I will pay attention to it. And now they're able to make more of a profit, you know? So those, that's the second one, most important. Absolutely. It's like going to the grocery store when you're hungry. Yes. You you leave with a lot of junk. <laughs> yes, we're going to Target. I'm going to go to Target and get paper towels, and you come out with, like, everything, shirts, you know, socks, all this food that you don't need. It's the same thing going into the beauty supply. So I always say create orders and submit them and limit the time that you spend in the beauty supply because you will overspend hands down. I love this. I just recently gave this uh, job to my director of operations because unfortunately I can be that type of person at Target and I'm like, I need those shoes and I need this and oh, this is a cute decor piece. And it's like, no, no, is this is just chipping away at my profits and I've got a lot of dreams, ambitions and goals and I need that cash. Yes. <laughs> Yep. So, okay, so make that money. That is for sweet owners. This is, and tell me a little bit about that program. So make that money was created actually 
through COVID because this has been such an incredibly tough time for all stylists and salon owners. Uh, but there was so much shifting with people and pricing and actually understanding that they should be charging more and also a big shift with stylists just not being fearful anymore to charge their value and actually understand it's okay to say, no, we're not doing that at a discount today. So because of the big shift and the need that stylists, suite owners, renters need to understand price per minute, they need to understand their budgeting system. They need to understand how to roll out a price increase and when, and also move past their fear. Uh, you know, it's a five week course that goes through all of that. It just is that pricing, budgeting, increases fear. We talk about fear relationship with money, all of that, because that's the core. You have to really, really understand why you're offering discounts behind the chair and where that comes from. And we've got to work on that first. We've got to build your confidence first. So when Judy comes in and says, oh, you know what? I can't afford that full balayage today. And you're like, oh, no problem. I'll do your full balayage at half off today, right? Because we feel insecure and I lived in that space too. So I get it. We feel insecure and we don't want to lose them. That doesn't just come from the air that comes from the way that we were brought up and it comes from the relationship that we have with money. So we've got to work on that first. So that actually launched. I went through my first five week course. It was so amazing. I have the best group of stylists in there and I'm rolling out one more session for this year and it will actually roll out. It will start on September 20th, but I'm gonna start my pre-sale in just a few weeks. Awesome, and you guys, if you're interested in that, I, in the show notes, I'm gonna have a link where you can find all about Nina and how to get your hands on that because I think that's gonna be so important. And like you say, fear, and I don't know why there's a lot of fear and um, the, this whole money talk is, is, we have control to be successful, financially successful, and there's enough financial success to go around. Um, I live in a community where there's over 200 great salons, you know, so clients always have the choice of wherever they can go. But I think that if you really reel it in and know your numbers and figure out how you can control your business to make it grow, mm -hmm. it's a beautiful thing. And Nina's going to show you guys exactly how to do that. Now, Nina, you also have another program that's more geared towards commission salon owners what is what's like the difference how do we know so for a commission salon owner synergy that's mm -hmm. the one that we want to do and you guys i signed up for this and i'm really excited about it because <laughs> nina's the boss um what is tell everybody what synergy is about and why who is it for who is it for and why do they need it so synergy was created about two years ago because I listen, I was a commission salon owner for 11 years. I get it. It is a very rewarding industry and place to be, but it's also very trying and tough and lonely at times. And so I created Synergy to do a two day in salon workshop. And, uh, oh, I did two classes with that before, obviously, then we got hit with COVID. So things have shifted. So because of that happening, I trans transferred it to an online course. And it's an eight week online course just for commissioned salon owners because the structure is completely different. And in this course, we have four chapters and it really is the four pillars of growing a business. The reason why it's called Synergy is it's where growing yourself and growing your business comes together. Love so it. chapter one is all about you, 
You are the foundation to your business, your leadership, your mentorship, your fear, your things that you're carrying with you could be limiting beliefs that are not allowing you to be the best leader and best salon owner that you can be. We've got to tackle that. So we go through that. And then chapter two is all about um, the team and culture. And then chapter three, chapter three is all about systems and processes for both clients and for the stylist. And then chapter four is all things finance. So the pricing worksheet that I talked about, the pricing and budgeting worksheet, which actually come in like two, they come in a pair, super simple, plug a few numbers in and it spits out all the numbers that you could ever dream of. And then your goal revenue that you want to make. So it goes into all of that. And then I have a CPA, Michelle Cook, that just specializes with um, suite owners, renters in our industry and salon owners in our industry. She comes in and does a video in chapter four and also in make that money too. And then we do a live class. So each wow. session has two live classes, one live class with me and one live class with myself and her, the CPA. And then I check in on the Facebook group every week. I'm in the Facebook group, checking in with you, talking with you. And it's a community of people that can kind of get together and kind of bounce ideas off of each other. So if you're struggling and you're not making 20% in your business, if you are struggling to price your services and understand all of your benchmarks and you're struggling with your team and culture, Synergies, your ticket, you know, there is, I'm doing all of the information and plugging all of this in and getting ready for this launch. And I'm like, there is so much, I swear the handbook, the synergy handbook is going to be like a hundred pages. There are so many systems and things in this program. Um, and I wanted to make it affordable because I know that times are tough, but, um, it's the only one that's going to be opening up this year. That's amazing. This is going to be like the beauty business Bible by Nina. i'm super excited about this i hope that um all of our listeners were taking notes because there was a lot of great nuggets that you dropped in today um just for our listeners and we really appreciate that and we appreciate you being here you guys i'm going to make sure to um link in this podcast all the information that you will need so you can find nina and you can learn more about that how to make that money for sweet owners or synergy for commission salon owners. Nina, can you give us like a little last bit of like motivation or encouragement or what would you like to leave our listeners with today? I would say, you know, especially right now, I'll, I'll address what we're going through right now because it really is very, very trying times. Uh, there are salons that are closing there are stylists that are no longer able to work right now. And so whether it's this difficult time or another challenging time that you go through in your business and in life, just remember why you show up, right? Remember what live in that why space because that will allow you to stay connected to it. So you don't feel like there is no hope because there always is. Um, and also remember to stay focused on the goal. You know, it's very easy for us to lose our way and get very distracted by all the things that are going on, especially with the news and the media and everything that's happening. I think it's very important for you to stay focused on the end goal and make sure that you are taking action in any way 
to continue to grow yourself and grow your business. That's probably, you know, invest in yourself constantly, invest in your business constantly. It never ends. We're all learning. I'm still a work in progress. I'm still learning too. And so block out the noise and really set yourself up for success. And even if you write out things that you want to do, because a lot of people write out things that they want to do and they don't take action because of fear, step outside of your comfort zone and really push yourself because now is the time that we have to really be resilient leaders and we have to bounce back faster than ever. So I'm here if you need anything. Of course, you guys know that if you follow me, I will answer any questions or DMs. I live on Instagram. Um, and if you need anything or you need encouragement or you need help on anything at all, of course, you can just always reach out to me. Uh, but that's that's kind of what I would say to leave everybody with today. Oh, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for that motivation. You guys, if you want to hear more to uh, amazing podcast at No Stylist Left Behind, uh, that's an amazing podcast to gain more inspiration and motivation and insight into the beauty industry. Nina, where can they find you on Instagram? So just my name. So at Nina Tulio on Instagram. And thank you for mentioning the podcast. Yeah, No Stylist Left Behind. That's with my podcast husband, Mr. Jay Ladner. Um, and yeah, we release episodes every single Friday. So check that out too. I love it. Thank you so much, Nina. You guys, this has been an amazing podcast. Thank you so much, Nina. Make sure to look at the show notes so you guys can follow Nina, stalk her, say uh, hello, and make sure um, that you let her know that you heard her on the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast. Thank you so much, Nina. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. If you love to keep track of your favorite shows, then subscribe to this podcast to receive the newest edition when it's released. This podcast was created with you in mind, so I'd love to get your review to learn how this podcast has helped you in your career. And because I love my listeners and want to connect more, join me in our free Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash salon and suite business. My mission is to help beauty professionals like you create a career that supports the life you want to live. Thank you for being a part of the journey.